Women make up nearly 50% of all gamers, yet only a small percentage of women play esports professionally. It's time to figure out how to change that. The Knights want to empower women to build their esports empire. Along with our partner PNC Bank, we are adamant about creating a more equitable future for gamers. There is no one-size-fits-all solution, so we'll be tackling the issue from all angles, featuring insights from a variety of subject matter experts and professionals. I'm Kat Shields-Moon with The Knights. Welcome to the Women in Esports podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I know it's been a minute, but we are returning with season three of the Women in Esports podcast presented by the Pittsburgh Knights and PNC Bank. We have an all-star lineup this season, so if you haven't had a chance to watch all the cool guests from season two, you still have some time to catch up. You definitely don't want to miss a thing. The theme for season three is growth, so we will be talking about ways that women can get into the industry, grow their careers, and maximize their impact when it comes to esports. Um, before we get started, I uh, just wanted to keep some to go over some housekeeping. Uh, something new that we're introducing this season is we want to know what you're most interested in learning about, you know, when it comes to women in esports. So if you have questions, if there's some cool role models or people doing cool spaces in the in the industry that you would like highlighted or just timely topics that you think would be a good fit for the show, please feel free to drop them in the comments. We would love to hear from you. So without further ado, because I am super excited about this guest that we have on the show tonight, I'd like to introduce Sayri Keitlin, and she is the Director of Esports and Project Development at Full Sail University. Welcome to the Women in Esports podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Um, love everything that you guys do and ready to chat. Oh, yeah. No, I'm also a fan of Full Sail Armada and everything that y'all are up to. I'm like, why was this not a thing when I was in school? I think oh, I've right? really been. <laughs> but it's an exciting opportunity for sure for everybody else. So listen up and be sure to take advantage. So we're going to dive right into tonight's show. Um, walk us through what you do. What do you do as the Director of Esports and Project Development at Full Sail? Um, sure. So I've actually been with Full Sail uh, going on 16 years now at this point. Um, and, you know, my, the breadth of my time there has been in developing the organization's brand initiatives and extensions that they want to do as they're continuing their growth and, um, you know, evolution of what we're doing. We are a school that focuses on entertainment, media, arts, and technology. So all of our degrees are pretty specialized. Um, we had game degree programs for going on 30 years at this point so we are surrounded by gamers yeah um and so what we do with our esports program is we really take a full um like multi-tiered approach to the esports aspect of things yes we have varsity programs that compete but our esports program itself is really more holistic in helping people prepare themselves for the industry and careers within the esports space um i never want to break anybody's heart but loving esports is not enough to get you a job in the esports industry so we love that you love esports and we have so many things to do on campus for those that love esports but the main focus and the main goal is what are you going to school for 
because that connects to loving esports. And let's marry those two things together and get you on a good path. So getting students experience, we host a lot of live events. Um, we do a lot of things that are dedicated to kind of like career paths and career growth and just information in that space, um, preparing our students to really have an opportunity to work in the industry. I love that. No, that's fantastic. And it's so refreshing to hear of a, dare I say, full service, like esports collegiate program. Um, you know, I love the fact that there are a lot of colleges and universities that have a team presence. You know, it's a starting point, but there's so much more to esports than just sitting on the stage under the bright lights and the big screens, which is super cool, but there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot to unpack. So really, really excited to dive into the details of uh, full sales um, esports organization. So, wow, you covered a lot already. And I'm like, I don't know if an hour is going to be enough time to really get <laughs> into the meat of what you do. But out of the things you named, what are some of your favorite campaigns and projects to work on in within the esports organization? Um, you know, honestly, one of my favorite things is like the um, closing the continuous loop. So we have a ton of kids, they're probably not kids anymore, that have graduated <laughs> from full sale in various aspects that are now like really working and paving waves and making waves and paving their way in the esports industry. And my absolute favorite thing is when the circle closes and they come back to teach other kids how they got there, what they did while they were here and where they're going. Um, every year, Full Sail does an event called Hall of Fame, which is kind of like our version of homecoming and it includes a whole bunch of different things, but one is like, you know, panels and presentations and just education from our alumni. And this year for the first time, you know, we've had content before, but we had four graduates that went through Full Sail Armada while they were students that have now built and are leading esports programs at other universities. And so to have that circle is so cool and to have them tell their stories on like how they got there, like what they learned while they were students here as being part of a club and how they carried that through. Considering the length of time that esports and especially collegiate esports has been around, to know that we already have grads that are being so successful in this space is just amazing. And the fact that the first thing they all want to do is teach other people how they got there, it like, I don't know, my heart fills up every single time and I just absolutely love it. And so seeing them make that progress, having them come back and kind of motivate and tell other people or get their, you know, incoming graduates jobs in the space um, of everything that we do. That's my favorite. Everybody's always looking out for each other. Everybody's always trying to find that next step for someone else and someone that they've been with. Um, and they're continuously trying to give advice. And honestly, like we do a ton of just Twitch content panels, speakers, and just an open dialogue in our community. And I think our community and everything we do with our community is my absolute favorite part because all everybody wants is for everybody else to succeed. And I love that so much. Oh, that's, that's gold right there. And yeah, that I'm not even a part of it and I'm already inspired by what I'm hearing coming from your college grads. And I mean, education is such an important part of growing the industry. So it's wonderful that, you know, your students are being proactive in that way and reaching a hand back to pull the next generation over. Love it, love it. For those listening, do it at your own organizations. It makes a world of difference. <laughs> um, so we talked about like how some of uh, full sales graduates are pulling people into the industry, but I'd love to spend some time talking about what brought you into the gaming and esports industry. 
Yeah. Um, it's a crazy path. I think we all have a, anybody in this industry, I feel like has a crazy path. Um, so like I had mentioned, I started at Full Sail about 16 years ago. Um, and my background has been in project management, project development, business development side of things. Um, I love being the complement to an idea person. So I love execution. So like when somebody's got an idea, I love kind of getting into the nitty gritty. I'm like, oh, how can we make that work? We could totally make that happen. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by the most amazing idea people all the time. And I just geek out on the other side. I really, really like that part. And so my job with Full Sail has always been, um, I guess the way I always like to phrase it is, when the organization wants to do something or enter somewhere or expand somewhere, but they have no strategy, no direction, no resources, no money, it would come to me and they would say, hey, Sari, can you figure out? We want to do this. Um, and honestly, it, it's been awesome. I've done everything from um, help us become an official university status. We launched master's degrees. We launched online degrees. Um, we launched a really robust uh, military support program. These are some of like the favorite projects that I've been able to work on over time. Um, and back in about 2015, it became the goal or one of the driving forces became, how can we formalize our esports efforts? So because we've always had so many gaming students, they're, they're everywhere. Our lobbies are filled with hack together land tournaments in the middle of classes. <laughs> They've always been like that. We're not a traditional university and we're very proud of that. And we love how we're different. And this has kind of always been where we've existed. So the students were already in the esports space, really. And what we did, we followed them here. So we came in, I came in behind and just tried to start formalizing what they were already doing. Um, the, the varsity landscape was really starting to take more of a formality in development. Other schools were having... Uh, teams and we started competing kind of in a casual atmosphere, but you could see that things were starting to take shape. Um, and from the other side of things, we saw that, you know, because Full Sail is an entertainment focused program where all of our degree programs really fit within that industry, we noticed so many of our graduates already going into the esports space, mostly at that time from like a live event production perspective. Um, and to us, a lot of people were articulating esports as like this new vertical and this is where everybody is. We never really saw it that way. To us, it was always like an evolution of the entertainment industry. Um, I think that's what gaming and esports really is. And so we knew that this was the right fit for us and we had to figure out how. Um, and so I started working on that project. And normally what I do is I would dive into a project, learn everything there is to learn, build out an infrastructure, hire a team, get everything underway, build like a five-year strategic plan, and then kick the project off. Uh, when I started doing that with eSports is when I really noticed and was like shown so much that the industry was really still in development. Um, and how cool is that? Like how often yeah. do you get an opportunity as someone who loves execution of projects and initiatives and things, like how often do you get the opportunity to walk into something that's not built yet holistically and get to work through and build your program alongside the industry being developed? And so at that point I said, okay, I'm never leaving. This is where I'm staying. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I did know quite a bit about gaming, obviously being 
with Full Sail for so long and being surrounded by this from like a marketing and business development perspective, um, I wasn't as familiar with the esports side of things, but was able to find some really great connections and some really great people. Um, and we kind of joined together and got focused and got situated. And now we're still re we're continuing to build and evolve every day. And it's been awesome. Oh, that is fantastic. I, I love that. Um, it's 2016, since 2016, that's been a good chunk of time. I'd say you were even ahead of the curve, you know, um, to where it was starting to be mass adopted in the United States to the point where it's like, as you say, esports people are like, oh, no, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, I, I'd love to spend some time talking about how you just talked about how the industries changed. And I love what you said, how um, Full Sail, you saw esports as the evolution of the entertainment industry. So, you know, an impactful awareness like that probably didn't happen overnight. So, <laughs> but it comes from collective experience, right? So how yeah. has Full Sail's program evolved as the industry, um, the esports industry continues to grow in the United States? What are some like key like, ah, yeah, that's where we made a pivot or insights. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of interesting things I think that come in that or like our monumental sort of moments. We started as a very club-based structure, just like I think most people did. Um, and what you notice about clubs, and a lot of people call it in this space, but like you find a lot of endemic people in a club built atmosphere. This is, we've, we've always been here. This is what we do. This is where we come from. Um, we also, in, we're in Orlando, Florida, and here we have a huge fighting game community here. Like CEO is run out of here. And we have a huge fighting game community. And that is the most endemic of all the endemic communities within the gaming space. And so kind of coming forward and trying to help them understand, we want to retain what you're doing but grow it and build it and formalize it and give you more opportunity was a tough place to start. And when we finally had breakthrough because we were able to get job, the first person we were able to get a job for, we're like, you can do this for a living. That kind of breakthrough really happened of, oh, okay, we're not hiding anymore. We'll let you into our space and we'll kind of have that moment. So that was probably the first moment that we're like, okay, we have, we earned their respect, we earned their trust. and. They're, they're leading and we're here to build behind them and support. Um, and I'm really happy that we did things that way. Um, some other crazy pivotal moments that we noticed in evolution was we have a degree program called Entertainment Business. Um, one of our grads from that program, Matt Potoff Burns, he's the vice president and GM of United, um, vice president of esports. And so he was really he came from that program and he was the first person where when they have their capstone project their you know final project that they're working for for through through for their portfolio his project was esports related and all of a sudden they we started noticing about 30 percent of the portfolios that were coming out of the entertainment business program were esports related um and so at that point we wanted to we worked together with the um, education faculty to just say, how do we get them this experience now while they're students? If they have ideas, tournament ideas, business ideas, company ideas, how do we connect them through now? Um, and so another way that we've really evolved and grown is we have an esports arena on campus. Uh, 
the Orlando Health Fortress, and we do a lot of client events that come in. Um, Red Bull is one that's phenomenal. We work with them a ton. And when all these external clients come in, we don't, um, their whole goal is that this fortress is also a classroom. So the Red Bull production company will come in and a student will be assigned to every single position that they will also be filling and they'll get to watch and shadow and work in real time get that experience with a professional organization and have that as ready to go as they kind of jump into the industry. So being able to bring that to the surface with the Orlando Health Fortress was a pretty phenomenal pivot as well. Um, and we're continuing to evolve in that space now that events are kind of coming back in person and we're seeing a lot more structure. We try really hard to make sure that all the content that we see in the Orlando Health Fortress has a variety of different options. Open gameplay, invitational, um, you know, um, mass LAN or final show, some that are console based, some that are PC based, that all have different technical components so that they can get like a full breadth of their experience. Um, that's a real strong way that we continue to evolve. And then the thing that we actually just announced last week is because we've been having so many students from all of these other degree programs that really were focusing on esports, we launched a version, or we're launching a version of our business program that um, kind of combines business courses, sports marketing and media courses, and esports business related courses. So wow. while not a, it's a really good, blend of what you need to know about this part of the industry as it's evolved in um, esports. And we've learned that as we're going along that there's so many cool niches that we can bring into a program that, you know, can launch something new that helps people prepare them even more. That is awesome. That now I'm insanely jealous that this didn't exist <laughs> when I was coming through college. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's an awesome program. Um, goodness. And it just launched last week. So just to pause real quick, if, if somebody that's listening wants to learn more about that, where should they go? Just uh, fullcell.edu. You'll find all the information that you could possibly need. Um, you know, just so we know, Fullcell offers an accelerated program. So you get a full bachelor's degree in about two years and you go to school full time. 40 hours a week. And that is because we are so gear focused. A lot of the stuff that you're learning is a gear based program. You have to learn quickly. You can't go to a lab once a week and True. for three months and really build. You have to just really fully ingrain yourself in what it is that you're learning. Um, so we have a start every month and a graduation every month. We don't run on semester basis and each class is a month long, but it's full time. So you can start anytime. Anytime anybody's feeling ready and you can check us out um, online, we've got a ton of different options. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm going to check it out and see what I can study because I'm one of those people I love going to school and learning all the things. And yeah. <laughs> so you might be seeing me and be like, hey, no, this has been fantastic so far. Thank you. Um, now I want to transition just a little bit to talk about um how Full Sail is supporting women entering the space. I mean, from an academic standpoint, from a team standpoint, it is insanely inspiring what uh, Full Sail is doing. Um, but we know that, you know, collectively the industry still has a long way to go. So like statistics show that even though 
45% of gamers in the US are women, you know, esports still doesn't really reflect that level of diversity at the team level for sure. But, you know, even behind the scenes, there's still um, a gap when it comes to representation. So um, in your experience, uh, what role do colleges and universities play in making esports more accessible for women? Um, a huge one, in my opinion. Um, honestly, there's a really big gap between girls who game and women who game. And I think being able to build that bridge is super important. And so for us, um, holistically, industry-wide, there's not a lot of comfortable spaces for women to go. Um, and unfortunately, what a lot of people did, which I think comes with a tremendous amount of appreciation, but they built safe spaces for women to go, which didn't change the industry at all. And so while it's wonderful to build those spaces and have support, it's the groups that are now advocating for women outwardly to the industry that are really starting to make a change. And so it's great to have groups like Fem Gaming and the Gamers and Women in Games that are all really reaching out to try to do that. Um, but we all have to do our part as well. So it is, I, I wish I had a more positive take, but it is it is really hard to be a woman in gaming and it's really hard to be a, a woman in college in gaming. Um, we had a Call of Duty match a couple weeks ago, varsity match, where one of our players is a woman and the casters from the other school were just nasty. I mean, her parents are watching. She's in, she's a kid, you know? And it all because you could tell her by her name that she was a woman. There's no other way that you would know. And they just went nasty. Now, I saw it, read it, addressed it, immediately called the other school. Their director saw it, addressed it, fired the casters, took down the VOD, definitely took action. Um, but that's what we have to keep doing is anytime something happens, we have to squash it. We have to take action. Um, the other thing I always try to focus on is like... Um, we have a zero tolerance policy for toxicity within our community. And that is the minimum that you should have as a place to start. Mm -hmm. You also need to teach people how to combat toxicity. So just not tolerating it is one thing. Teaching people how to address when toxic behavior is happening, not to them, but in their community is the right. most important growth we can have to move things forward. Because honest to God, I truly believe that I think a lot of people unfortunately, might not realize what they're doing. Like, I think that a lot of people don't think this applies to them because they're drowning in microaggression behavior that they don't even think is the thing that we're talking about. And so trying to teach people what we're talking about is important. And every time you learn something or somebody learns something, we have to pass it down. So every time our college students are getting to the point where they're understanding and they're supporting and they're knowing their behavior, we host high school tournaments, we go to visit high schools, and we have to teach them the same things. It's up to us to build that train and build that bridge as it comes. Um, and the biggest thing above all is, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Is that how that thing goes? And so we all want to change this and we all want to be successful in this. And so we have to continue to work together. Um, you don't see a lot of women that are coming into these programs because they've already been shut out previously True. before they're even going to college or not feeling comfortable. Um, 
I a thousand percent agree that representation matters um, and representation across the board. Um, you know, something I sit on a lot of panels, I sit on a lot of boards, and I focus heavily on diversity, inclusion, accessibility. Um, and all of those things are very important to me. But if I, I don't, I refuse to be somebody's check mark. I don't want right. to be put on a panel where it's like, we have, we have a lady, we're fine. Um, no, I, I, I'm not, I, I represent one small area of diversity and I represent one small area of gender, but I am not the, I'm not here to diversify your panel. I, you need to have a program behind what's happening before I'll agree to join or speak or present. Um, because, and I think that schools need to understand that building your environment is what brings community to you and showing people, showing their kids, showing kids that someone looks like them that's in this space is gonna continue to get more people that look like them in this space. Um, and, you know, don't, don't treat us like check marks, I guess is really it too. No, that everything you said, like major plus one to all of that. I, it's so triggering. It's just like, like to your point, are you asking me on this panel because you're, you know, trying to say, hey, look, look at us. We are inviting people who aren't normally here. You know, oh yeah, no. So that is right on point, Sari. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, so let's let's talk about Full Sail Armada. You know, there's the esports teams, and then there's also the entire structure that supports the org in and of itself. And looking at the team page, like there's a lot of representation there. And what kind of outreach efforts? What was your your approach in making sure that there was a diversity of background, gender, etc. You know, represented in the overall esports org. Um, sure. So for us, I think what is helpful is we're, we're definitely a little bit different than a lot of traditional universities. We field nine teams, which is an ungodly amount of games for a varsity program to play. But our, our wholehearted, like what we set forth to do is if they want to play, if there's enough kids that want to play it, we'll make a team. We're going to play it. We don't recruit to form a specific game. Like we won't say, okay, League of Legends, we're recruiting to find the best League of Legends players that there could possibly be. Um, if the community doesn't want to play League of Legends, even though it might be one of the biggest titles in collegiate, we'll take, we won't play League of Legends. We're okay with that. Um, and so being able to offer the breadth without restriction, I think is super helpful in us to being able to open up to the community. Um, the other thing is we have a stream team which we're very proud of, which is an which is considered to us a varsity team. And it is an entire team of people who learn all the ins and outs of becoming a streamer, how to stream, consistency, scheduling, um, you know, behavior, uh, anything from like, you know, personal branding. And by having that area of an opportunity, I think it allows for a bigger mix of diversity to come through. Um, you know, competitive gaming is awesome, but when they're hitting the collegiate level, if they didn't have the means to really be able to be training up to this point, whether it's gear means or whether it's whatever schools they went to in high schools and middle schools and what they had as an opportunity on their um, campuses, the playing field, unfortunately, is not level. It's getting there, but um, those with more access to resources 
have played more and are better. And so that always is going to throw off a little bit from the competitive perspective. But adding things in like content creation, streaming, casting, we have a whole degree program focused on casting. Um, that gives that opportunity for those that didn't require gear or resources to build up their competitive scene, but are more interested in like maybe forward facing content creation, et cetera, that gives them that opportunity. And then in addition, we support club activities just as heavily as we support varsity gameplay. So if you just want to hang and you just want to find people that are like you and you just want to have, you know, old school land nights, we have a whole community that does that. And I think having those three areas of opportunity is really what helps it come in. We have had people switch jump in. I started on Overwatch. No, I think I'm going to go to Apex. No, I think I'm going to come back to Overwatch. We have had people start as a varsity player and say, I think I just really want to focus on streaming. Cool. We have people that we open up the stream team. There's um, a woman who just recently graduated who's amazing. And she's like, I think I want to do like art club. Like we're all going to draw together on Twitch as my stream. Can I do that? It's like, yes, you can do that. One girl plays the ukulele. Others are playing in gaming. There's these two women that we have that um, really, really, really like every horror movie, horror game, anything that you could possibly imagine. So we're like, here's your time slot. Here's your audience. We've got, you know, a hefty Twitch audience. So let's let's do it, you know, and we train them and we educate them and we get their personal brand set and we kind of do it. So having a, a variety of of ways to connect and engage with the esports community, I think is really what helps with our diversity. Um, and we're really proud of that. You know, we also have a really huge military community at Full Sail. And so being able to have that robust, those students are usually a little bit older and they're kind of ready to get focused and they've really taken a lot to content creation as well. Um, and so I really think all of those things is really what helps us get there. No, that's, that's awesome. I definitely going to check out the name of that horror stream team. I love horror movies. Yeah. I will never play horror games, but I'll watch them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm a big scaredy yeah. cat. So, yeah. um, okay. but, <laughs> but that's, that's great. So geez, uh, Sarah, you laid out a bunch of different opportunities and ways for people to plug into the industry. So if I'm a rising high school, if I'm a high school student, what can I do to prepare to fully engage in a university like Full Sail, especially if I have a a big interest in getting into the esports industry? Like, what are, what are you looking for? Sure. So, a couple things at the high school level. The biggest thing I recommend is find your communities. Discord is your friend, obviously, and find them now. So. Follow Cloud9 and follow Team Liquid and follow Evil Geniuses and start seeing what all the conversations are about. Find the colleges that you're interested in, find their discords, even if you're just watching. Um, there is no shame in being a lurker. So if you want to start by lurking, lurk away. It helps you see the landscape and see what things are going to and see what things are getting into. Um, and find the community that's right for you. And that's the one thing that I would really recommend is there are some incredible teams out there. And if a community that you're looking for is it championship winning team, by all means, find those. If the community that you're looking for is learning the ins and outs, career focused, going in a certain direction, find those communities, see how people are engaging and what they are. Um, 
And the thing I always talk about is like, you're wanting to kind of get started and you don't even know where to go if you're looking for a career in the esports industry. I always say there are like two doors that you could go through that every single job in esports, the skills you would have in these two worlds would contribute to. And that is tournament organization and moderation. So everybody needs discord moderators everybody needs twitch moderators volunteers anything on that that will give you the fastest exposure to communication and skills that you could ever possibly need and honestly it is if you have done that before if that's experience that you have and that's a skill you have that is very very valuable and you can start doing that at a young age you can start moderating your high schools be the twitch moderator for your high school's streams even if six people are watching, the experience of being able to do that is phenomenal. Um, tournament organization is like a, obviously a fast track, fast exposure to what in-person gaming events are like. Everybody needs them. Buffalo Wild Wings down the street holding a smash event still needs TOs. You can always get experience even if you go to a couple and watch the TO and watch what they do and see what they do. Those two avenues I think feed into thousands of jobs in esports and so if you're sitting at a place at 18 and you're like where do i even start those are two really great places to start that's excellent advice and i mean from my experience you're right on the money with that <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely so now one of the things that i love most about this women in esports series is you know exploring the career paths that are in the industry um that exist now but also ones that i had no idea existed like um, because it can be such a, a positive experience to know, like how people can apply their existing skills or their existing areas of interest to this, this industry that may seem very exclusive, but actually it's very inclusive, you know, just mm -hmm. because of the, all the different moving parts that are needed to make it work. Um, so if a young woman aspires to do what you do, what advice would you give her? Um, I definitely continue to harp on join communities that make you feel comfortable. There are a lot of women groups that yes, are, um, like safe spaces for women to go, but you will find a ton of people in there and you will find a ton of, uh, mentors and opportunities and, and places that you can kind of connect. Um, the big thing I always want to say is you don't have to know yet what you want to do. You just have to know that you want to do something. There's a ton of really great mentorship programs. I would seek out a mentor. There are a ton of women in esports that I know reaching out. LinkedIn is your friend. Discord is your friend. Just reach out and ask. Just reach out and talk. Um, and if you're unsure of what you want to do and you really want to kind of get started, I would really focus on like the baseline of, of something that could lend itself to a multitude of areas within esports. So if you know you want to develop games, awesome. You know exactly what you need to do. You got to learn coding and you're going to get into game development. If you're like, I love this space and I want to lead in this space, but I don't necessarily know how, project management, business degrees, business programs, certificate programs, LinkedIn learning is phenomenal. They have a ton of really great opportunities, but anything from communications, project management, business development are all going to be helpful to develop skills that you would need to kind of become a leader in this space or really pave the pathways in this space. Um, but just don't be afraid to reach out, even if it's just online. If you see somebody in person, you're like, oh my God, I know exactly who that is, but I'm too scared to talk to them in person, send them a DM. Like 
don't be afraid to try or start. Um, connections are real, even if it's a connection that you make and you don't need for three years. But in three years, you're like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to volunteer for DreamHack this year. And mm -hmm. I met the person that was in charge of DreamHack and now this is what I'm going to do. Do it, you know? Um, and that really is it. There's a lot of really good free content out there. Engage, watch, learn, just start in, you know, embracing everything that there is out there. And it's just a tremendous world in front of you. I love it. So much opportunity. Don't sit around and not do anything. Do something, even yeah, if you don't do something. Like that, even, that, that should be a manifesto, a t-shirt, something. Yeah. You don't have to know what you want to do. Just know you want to do something. I need to mm -hmm. tell myself that sometimes. <laughs> No, that's gold. So you gave some solid advice just then. If you could rewind time and go back to 2016, the start of your journey in building full sales program, what advice would you give yourself? Um, okay, that's real. That is a really good question. Um, and I, I already know the answer, and I never even thought about this. So I am like. I've been harping on. I like to execute ideas. I love to build projects, love to plan. Um, I am not comfortable forward facing. And a lot of people don't believe me, but I I like to be behind the scenes. I never wanna speak, I don't wanna show my face, I never wanna hold a microphone. I just have always been that way. And what I noticed at the beginning was that if I didn't, a lot of men came through and started taking credit for a lot of things I worked really hard for because I was not, I think, because I was not confident enough to put myself out there and take the credit myself. And it kept happening time after time. Strangers that I've never met, people that left the company and said what they said. And if I could, I think I lost about two years of work drowning in that. And if I could tell myself something to start over, it would be to believe in myself a little bit more, trust my gut, I know what I'm talking about. Um, and I think I spent too much time at the beginning being like, well, they probably know more than me. And then I realized, no, they don't. They are just taking credit for what I've put together. And they're doing that because it's awesome. So I should feel really good about myself and I should move forward. So I just really had to like shake off the nerves of being forward facing and just say, I don't want anybody else to be sitting where I am. And so I know what I'm doing. I feel really confident about what I've done. And now I feel like it's my job to bring somebody with me. Every time I go somewhere, I want to bring another person with me because I think there's a lot of people that felt like I did. The amount of times I've been mistaken for somebody's wife, a secretary, which is a great oh. profession. But like, it's just, um, and I just kind of took it. And when I finally learned to stop taking it, the growth of both Full Sail and Full Sail's program and my own career have been rapid. And so I wish I would have learned to do that earlier. Oh, wow. That's that's a drop the mic statement right there. <laughs> I really, no, no for seriously, like imposter syndrome and all of that bubble of self-doubt and questioning mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a real thing. And um, I know um, just as a pop, like a discussion point, um, how much of that is just because there aren't a lot of women that are in this space that you can look to for a role model or for guidance, you know, and the, 
the dark side of pioneering is what I call it. Cause it's, you're always kind of, oh, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, no, but that's, that's wonderful advice. And I think that would, it resonated with me for sure. And I know that it will with a lot of other people listening to this podcast. Um, gosh, Sayri, thank you so, so much for all of your insight and, you know, going behind the scenes with us around Full Sail University and all of the, the wealth of programs that are available. I know I already said it, but I'm still very jealous. Like I pulled up the website with all the programs, like, <laughs> in terms of like, why wasn't this a thing? But that means mm -hmm. that everybody that's listening to this can take advantage. So please, I'm living vicariously through you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know we went over it a little bit earlier about Full sale and how people can learn more. But just one more time, um, are there any specific um, social media channels or Discord groups that people should get involved in or be aware of? Yes, for sure. First of all, I'm going to shout out to Kayla. She is our social media queen and she is phenomenal and she puts up with a lot and is both strategic and responsive and amazing and the best. So she's awesome and see all the amazing work that she does. Full Sail Armada on pretty much everything. So it's Full Sail Armada on Facebook, Full Sail Armada on Twitter and Full Sail Armada on Instagram. Um, Twitch.tv slash Full Sail Armada. We've got a ton of really great content that's put out by our students and they're just awesome and phenomenal. So follow us there as well. Um, you'll also be able to see there uh, our events that we have from the Orlando Health Fortress, which is a really great place to be. Um, and you'll be ingrained in our community and then you'll never want to leave us <laughs> now that's fantastic and i i i feel like we barely scratched the surface in terms of things that we could talk about so i might be in touch for an episode two with yeah. you uh, just to to talk a little bit later um we love doing like recaps with some of our past guests just to see what's changed see what's new what cool insights have shaken out of it but in the meantime, for everybody that's tuned into this particular episode, thank you so much for hanging out with us for about an hour. Um, I hope that you've learned as much from this and from Sayri as I have. These are so inspiring to me. I hope they are equally inspiring to you. Um, in the meantime, still plenty of time to go and check out some of the other episodes from season one and season two, and make sure that you keep on the lookout on the Pittsburgh Night social media channels for our future episodes. We have an amazing lineup this season. So stay calm, stay healthy, be kind, be awesome, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.